brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is 321thepod. I love the production level of this show. Hey, welcome to 321 The Pod. My name is Chris Donovan. Uh, this is three stories, two idiots, and one uh, game. Uh, I am one idiot, and the other one across from the mic for me is Eric Alecki. He's the other idiot. Hi, Eric. Hi, I'm an idiot. Okay. All right, let's get into the first story. Story one. That's you. Uh, that's me. Chris, for as, as long as there have been comedians, uh, there's been comedians who lift other comedians' jokes. Um, I also think that sometimes if you're up on stage and you're panicking and you can't really think of something, it's probably common to go back into your memory banks and uh, uh, tell wait, a joke that's just wait, familiar, wait, wait. right? Are you are you are you uh, issuing me papers or something right now? <laughs> no. I used to uh, just, okay, good. Chris, good. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that we've stolen any ideas, but no. Uh, anyways, but there's a difference between someone in a moment brings up something that another person wrote. Cause I'll be honest with you. I studied George Carlin my entire life. I know I could almost go verbatim his, some of his entire sets and okay. he's done. And yeah, listen at a party and someone makes a comment and it happens to, I know a George Carlin reference and I know no one else knows it, but me, I'll throw it out there and claim it as my own because who the hell is going to check from a, uh, no one's going to look up a 1973 George Carlin joke, but I happen to know it. Right. So that happens. But there's a difference between when you're on a television show and the joke is written and it's an exact yeah. copy of someone else. I mean, there's there's a difference. Right. So um, Ricky Gervais, I've always found very funny. Um, I like his like F.U. attitude and I've always appreciated that someone who I don't like as much. James Corden. Well, apparently I'm not the only one who doesn't like uh, James Corden. Ricky Gervais doesn't like James Corden because. James Corden's been accused of stealing Ricky Gervais's jokes. Now, this isn't just one time. Now, we happen to have some audio, which we'll play in a second, that is from this, uh, uh, we'll call it this one time. But basically, tweets uh, uh, have gone out where Ricky Gervais is now, uh, uh, like, highlighting on his Twitter account specific jokes that James Corden has told and then referencing the time that uh, 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 Ricky Gervais told it first. So one of his lines says, I truly believe that Corden must have pissed off one of his writers who gave him a section of hugely watched Ricky Gervais stand-up routines so that Corden would look like an ass and get flack for doing so, says oh. Ricky Gervais. And he's probably right. It's it, This is probably a writer doing this. But the rumor is that no one likes James Corden at his late show. And so could it be that a writer's like, I'm going to give you some stolen material so it makes news and makes you look like an ass. Wow. Um, and so here's just one example. Why don't you play the clip? This is an example of Ricky Gervais telling a joke and James Corden telling a joke. And you can see how it's almost verbatim the exact same joke. It starts with James. Yes. In a town square that says, 
Because if someone puts up a poster in a town square that says guitar lessons available, like you don't get people in the town go, I don't want to play the guitar. I want to play the piano, you piece of wasn't for you it was for somebody else but again that's what the world is like people take everything personally i think the world revolves around them right particularly on twitter right i don't know i'm not tweeting anyone i'm just tweeting okay i don't know who's following me i've got 12 million followers i don't know who's following me they can be following me without me knowing right choose to read my tweet and then take that personally that's like going into a town square seeing a big notice board and there's a notice guitar lessons oh shit and you go but I don't fucking want guitar lessons. Okay. Right. And so, and here's the thing that Ricky Gervais was from a special of his from yeah. years ago. So this is not new. It's not like he just did it and it happened. And you can even tell it was written word for word because even James Corden's inflection of the, uh, where he shouts, I don't want any guitar lessons. It's the same delivery. It's the same everything. And so you really only have two options. Did he lift the joke thinking no one would notice? which is stupid because it's the internet age and everyone searches up everything and busts you. Or yeah. did one of his writers not have anything and thought they could do it without anyone notice? Or third option, a writer's like, I hate working here. I hate this place. And I'm going to give him a stolen joke. Um, uh, what's funny about this story is that uh, I'm not a huge James Corden fan or yeah. a huge, I like, I like Ricky Gervais. He's, he's awesome. But I am a huge fan of James Gordon's, is my say James Corden? James Corden. Corden, yeah. I'm a huge fan of James Corden's head writer, um, Ian Ian uh, Carmel, who is a co-head writer with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So um, if it was somebody from the writing room, I could see that happening because I believe the actual show is coming to an end, right? Like James Corden's done. Right, and yeah. he's kind of in some scandal. Like So like I said, it's starting to leak out, just like with Ellen, how yeah. Ellen put on this nice girl persona, Rosie O'Donnell, nice person persona, and then you find out, oh, they're horrible people to work for. Yep. James Corden has always had this nice guy persona, but the rumor has always been he's horrible to work for. And then um, there's a famous restaurant in New York called Balthazar, um, yeah. like really, really famous. Yeah, he got kicked out of for being literally, he, he was quoted by the owner as saying, he is the worst celebrity customer we've ever had. And I'm banning him from my restaurants. And by the way, I have been an, I mean, I know this is going to be difficult for everyone to, to understand. Uh -oh. I have been an asshole plenty of times in restaurants. Do you want to know how many times I've been banned? Zero times, believe it or not. Like I have done stupid stuff, still not banned. How much of an asshole do you have to be as a celebrity where they've always put up with a little bit more of your shit than in, in a normal anyways to get banned. Like he uh, has to be a major ass. I, I bet it was a writer. I bet it got through by writers just because that was probably, a, you know, off of everybody else's mind is kind of so old. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you might be a hundred percent right. That might've been of a revenge post thing. Yeah, it could have been. And so I, I do think it's funny. And you're right. It is. Everything's coming to an end. And I think that's why people are finally like, that's why you're starting to see this happen is yes. because they're at the tail end. And so you have a bunch of writers who are like, I only got two more months working here anyways. And this guy's treated me horribly for three years. I'm going to cause an, a controversy with him. And I bet you he probably went back and after this broke, tore apart that writer's room, like yelled oh. at everyone. Oh, I 100% uh, can uh, ensure that probably happened. That guy. It's interesting. I, I think you're right. I think it's awesome. I remember when I was getting, when I, uh, somebody was telling me, if you ever get fired from radio station, you know it, go and pick a few songs out. And then halfway through, just add like F bomb, F bomb, F bomb, F bomb, go to hell. Blah, 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 blah. 
and they and then it goes right back into the song. So then they'll go and check that. And then they won't know how many songs are messed up. So they'll have to go into every song in the whole library. Oh, that's clever. But isn't that why when you do get canned from a radio station, they do it in kind of an, a jerk way. And like you're you're never allowed back on the air because they don't want people doing that. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But I could do it when I still work for a station. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, all right. <laughs> that's the end of story number one. All right. Story two. All right. This is a new uh, little story segment. It's going to be a little montage, a little collage, a little kaleidoscope of uh, uh, headlines. I'm just going to read the headlines and then we're going to decide whether or not do, do we, care? we care. And starting with the first story, do, do we, we care? care? Musk ends remote work at Twitter, warns of troubles of head. I 100%, by the way, love the bell. I 100% love this story because while I'm for working from home, I think people have gotten too lazy for Like if you work in a corporate environment, there's one thing to have work from home days. Like, oh, hey, listen, I come into the office uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, but Tuesdays and Fridays, I work from home. That's one thing. And I think we should move to that. But you have Twitter employees that have not worked in the building for three years. And they're pitching a fit because they're being told to come back to work. I love that story. I, I love that he's like, hey, guys, get back to work because I don't even know how productive you're being. I think it's a waste of my time. Tell me when he starts charging rich people. Ah, good idea. Yes. Good. Okay. I will uh, support that statement, but I still love the story because I hate these little spoiled employees that are like, because, you know, they get paid a lot of money at Twitter and they oh, have yeah. a lot of perks. And it's like you get paid a ton of money to never come in and no, no one even knows what you do for the company and you're just kind of floating along. Like, no, I think it's time to come back into the office and work, but whatever. All right. All right. There we go. That's story number one. Do, do we, we care? Breaking news. Disneyland's new Adventureland treehouse revealed. I care about that story because I want to know what it's been revealed to do. They've been working on it. It used to be Swiss Family Robinson. Then it moved to that Tarzan movie. And they tore it down. Um, now it's not even there. There's nothing there right now, but they're going to come back with a new one. That's going to, it says to, um, it's going to uh, a tree that's going to be, no, it was something that's going to be, it's going to have like Swiss Family Robinson, but with a new twist and some more like rooms you can go into. I'm surprised so they be, went back to uh, Swiss Family Robinson because who the hell remembers that like under the age of 40? But it's going to be called the Adventureland Treehouse, which is probably uh, their way of getting away from not having it themed. All I right. care about it because uh, it's been there forever. It's it's actually one of the the things that's that, that tree and that area has been at the park since I think the seventies. Yeah, so, that tree's I mean, been there since really close to the beginning. Right, and so I think that that's a kind of a big deal if Disney was announcing something new like that. So I, yeah, I, I did care about that story. I did too. So all right, do, do we, we care? Justin Thoreau reacts to uh, ex Jennifer Aniston's allure cover IVF revelations. Now before you answer. We got to go, you know, his reaction is like, oh, shit, I screwed up, right? Yeah, well, I don't I don't know how you would let Jennifer Aniston get away, which I think she's gotten better with age. Like, oh, she's yeah. one of those that, like, her and Friends period of time, I was like, meh, whatever, she's just not an actress. Her, like, around the time of, like, the movie Horrible Bosses, yeah. where she's, like, dressing oh, up yeah. in, like, laundry and stuff, I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, Jennifer, you look amazing. I so, want to work in that practice. I want to work in that, too. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. You care can sexually, you can sexually harass the hell out of me. As far as Justin Thoreau, I, I do not <clears throat> care 
one good goddamn by the way who cares anything about canada you're america's hat i don't you're lucky you're lucky i even remember uh that you're there you're just a big piece of ice that sits on top of us and guess what next time that uh we care about some beaver fur or some moose knuckles uh we'll give you a call moose knuckles that's good all right last one do, do we, we care, care? Black Panther Wakanda Forever aims to break box office records this weekend. Hold on. I can't do it enough. Do your bell. Yeah, this matters a lot because this is supposed to break all the records. I think it matters because uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman yeah. is it's his goodbye farewell tour-ish. So uh there'll be a lot of crying in the movie, and it's gonna probably how uh, how much do you think he's gonna be in the movie though? Very little, if if at all. It's going to be right. uh, either flashbacks or it's going to be something in the beginning where where he uh, they explain how he his demise or whatnot. I think that it you're, you're right, I, but I do think they could use some things that they filmed from other things yes. that left got left on the cutting room floor that you could somehow work into the story to make it look like he's there in the beginning part and then he dies and whatever. And you're right. However, the wording of the story I don't like because. If they aim to have it be the biggest, of course they aim it to be the biggest. If they released a Pauly Shore movie, they would aim for it to make a lot of money. Of course they want it to be the biggest movie of all time. <laughs> like that's stupid. It's like, hey, um, I'm about to go out and pick up some girl at the bar. I sure hope she's Giselle Bunchen. Like, of course you wish it's the top grossing <laughs> movie of all time. So I don't like the way it's worded, but absolutely you're right. Like this movie, I, I think if it finishes lower then top five grossing movie of all time, it'd be considered a disappointing um, showing. Like this movie is agree. almost guaranteed, unless, by the way, unless it's an absolute turd of a movie. Like if it's <laughs> like, who the hell, if it's like the Incredible Hulk, the Edward Norton uh, Hulk or something like that, yeah. like I get it, maybe. But even then it will still do like $500 million. So um, this movie is going to be a top three, top two movie of all time, uh, dollar wise. And I, I, I love it. I I'm excited for it. And I think that it's going to be really cool. Audrey already has her uh, ticket for opening day and I forgot to do it. So I'm gonna have to go like sometime during the weekend. I'm going Sunday at one 30. So, all right, cool. That was our, do, do we, we care? care? I want to hit, hit, hit the bell one more time. And there that's going to lead into our game here in a minute, but not until after this. Story. Okay. So, uh, story three, uh, Chris, I wanted to pick a story because, you know, as you know, I'm a uniter, not a divider. Uh, and I wanted to bring us together. And this is a story that is a woman from Texas doing something in Riverside. And so I thought oh. it would bring our two sides together. So we all remember uh, the Tiger King, and, uh, his little thing with Tiger. They're calling this one. Uh, they're calling her fugitive zookeeper Mimi Erotic instead of Joe Erotic surrenders to authorities after five weeks on the run. It says a Texas woman allegedly sold allegedly, allegedly. Uh, illegally <laughs> sold a live Jaguar worth approximately $30,000 to a Riverside County man who soon afterwards resold the club cub, which was ultimately abandoned on the doorsteps of an animal rescue center. What? Uh, yeah, that's, that's really, so her name's Mimi. She's from Houston, Texas. She's charged with four count indictment with interstate transportation of an endangered species in the course of commercial activity and endangering the species. She's also, uh, also charged with indictment is Abdul Rahman, also known as Manny Rahman of Murrieta. So oh, not, not hey. too far from you. Um, and uh, uh, so here's what happened. 
she would pose for pictures with this Jaguar and said, Hey, does anyone want to buy it? And this guy did. And so I was, you know, it's a lot of money. $30,000 is a decent amount of money. So she left Texas, drove across the country and delivered this Jaguar cub. Now we think that she got the cub by stealing it from the zoo. So a Jaguar who was in captivity had cubs. One went missing. They had figured it could have been died, could have been eaten, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Um, turns out they think this is the cub uh, and she stole it as she was someone who worked at the zoo and uh, wanted to sell the cub for $30,000. And first of all, you okay, love there's, yourself, girl. there's a lot of exotic pets that I would consider having. Okay. Do you not realize that jaguars grow up to be big jaguars? Like, yeah. like, did, like have you ever seen a, a jaguar could rip your freaking skin off of your body in like half a second? And you're like, oh, that's a wonderful pet. Let me put it around my kids. Like, who? Like, okay, get a get a pet like a gazelle and put it in your backyard. It's at least not going to murder your family. Like, who gets a jaguar? And by the way, how do you keep that jaguar on your property? Like. Do your neighbors look over the fence and go, "Hey, uh, Chris, so so you got a jaguar, huh? Is uh that thing gonna jump in my yard and eat my family? You know, like who gets a jaguar? Uh, rich people. <laughs> the lamest answer ever. Uh, no, it's 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 kind of hilarious because I, I picture her running for those five weeks on the run as if she's riding a uh, battle cat and He Man. She's got her own little tiger with a saddle on it, like she's going down the street, like you're never gonna catch me. But then she gave herself up. So, do you know Battle Cat? Remember that? I do. I do remember. Really. Um, I would say I would I would say that if I was going to get an exotic uh pet hmm what about i already have one um i would say now you could you wouldn't want to do like a baby elephant or anything like that because they'd eat too much right yep. so um maybe not a snake like i don't i mean that's oh. kind of common i don't know what would you what would be an exotic pet that you would allow to be on your premises a sloth <laughs> they just hang some hey we all have family members that we would like to call names chris but that doesn't yeah. mean <laughs> you have to call them out for their lazy lifestyle it's, it's the best pet ever because you set it down like in in its cage and then you go back and it hasn't moved in a month <laughs> yeah what about if you have a bunch uh, california has a lot of eucalyptus trees what about just a koala no they're vicious man yeah they got those those uh those claws they they might look cute but those things are gnarly uh, and they sleep too much wake up do something. Crawl really slow like a sloth. Just do something. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I think I'm with you. I think I'm team sloth, man. All right. All right. Well, that's All the end right. of well, that story. Let's get to our game. Yeah, let's get to the game. Okay, this is uh, playing off of the uh, last uh, story from our Do, do we, care? we Care segment. And I want to test Eric's knowledge of money, which he doesn't have much. I so. have. Yeah, <laughs> so he knows uh, anything, what it is. Anything over a $10 bill, I couldn't tell you. But he knows what it is, and he knows that a lot of movies are superhero movies, and they've made a lot of money. So this is not just Marvel. This is superhero movies. Oh, okay. okay. Top 10. Now, I'm going to give you – remember, there's lots of superhero movies out there. Um, not to throw you off, but keep in mind, like, The Matrix is a superhero movie. It's not in the top 10. I'm just telling you right now. Really? Okay. Well, you got to keep something me. like that say, Yeah, thank, thank you for helping me that out. Okay. Um, hold on, I think hold on, the, hold on. Uh, so yeah, cut. you get if you get three wrong, mm -hmm. you lose. Um, but I don't think you are. So let's just get started. Okay. <laughs> right, um, okay. Get... This is this. I mean, some of these will be super easy because obviously, listen. I'm going to start off with 
probably my favorite one, Avengers Endgame. Uh, number one. Avengers Affinity War. Number two. Okay. That was the easy ones. Like, I figured I'd get those out of the way because, oh, Black Panther. Uh, number six. Okay. That's, the, I figured I had to get that one out of the way. Okay. I remember the Spider-Man movie from 2021, No Way Home, being really big. And so I want to say that one, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Um, yes. Number three. Captain America, Civil War. Number nine. Ooh, you're pushing it. Um, you haven't got one wrong. The, the dark, the dark night. No. Oh, okay. Number fifteen. Okay. Dawn, dark night. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Eleven. Oh no! That's two wrong in a row. <laughs> Shit. That's really wrong. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the wheel, the wheelhouse here. Avengers: Age of Ultron. Number five. Well then, why not go with the why not go with the quad quad here? Let's go uh, Avengers, the Avengers. Number, number four. Okay. <laughs> I figured you would just roll through them right, right away. Right, just roll through. Give you um, a little time to get back to two of them. <laughs> right, so you got one, two, three, four, five, six. You need seven, eight, and ten. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm gonna say Iron Man, but okay, number two sucked. Actually, th- two sucked. Three was all right. I- I'm gonna say Iron Man. Just the first one. Yes. No, no, Iron Man, the original is uh down at 47. Wow, dude, that's like one of my favorite ones in the entire thing. It's like and it kind of kicks everything off, but it didn't have it didn't have the whole steam of the MCU behind it when it started. There was just a bunch of people going to watch it. Super wow. well, me, so I already lost, but can I guess that maybe the other one would be um Captain Marvel? Uh Captain Marvel's number 12. Um, but I can tell you, uh, you so I, I, I missed, I missed three. So I missed, I, I lost you this game. Three. I'm the big loser. I missed you three. You are a loser. We know that, but you, know that. You, were, you were on the right track when you were thinking Iron Man, when you said Iron Man two is the one that sucked. You should have said Iron Man three. Oh, that was number eight. Wow. That really got up that high. Yeah. Now here's the two I knew you weren't going to get because it doesn't make any sense in the world. Why Aquaman is number 10. Aquaman. Wow. Well, you know what, though? There was so much hype leading up to that one, Jason Momoa and all that. And it was also like DC's like attempt at trying to do something big that wasn't Batman. So they put a ton of marketing. I guess I understand why that that was high. But man, number 10. Wow. That's insane. And this is worldwide, too, by the way, of course. Um, And the last one, which I knew you weren't going to get, but is one of my all time favorites. uh, The Incredibles 2. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a superhero movie. And by the way, both of them were really good. I like Incredibles 1 and Incredibles 2. Incredibles 1 is fantastic. number 42. That's above Iron Man 1 and 2. It's above so both. The, the Incredibles number 1 is kind of like you said, like Iron Man, where they were awesome movies, but they didn't have the full force behind them at that point. Yeah, the so Pixar everyone train. Was, everyone was more interested in part two because that by that time it had already been hyped up. But dude, number one in both of those, Iron Man and Incredibles were awesome movies. Yeah, they were. They were really, really good. And uh, they didn't have all the CGI at the time either. So they had, well, obviously the Incredibles did, but the, the Iron oh. Man, they didn't. So, the, you know, of, the cave and shit, it was kind of like, you know. Out of curiosity, what about, so if following uh, that same theory, uh-huh. Guardians of the Galaxy one probably finished lower and guarding guardians of the galaxy two probably would did higher correct yep i'm guardians learning of the galaxy, things guardians of the galaxy was at 28 guardians of the galaxy volume two was at 20 right um here's uh some interesting stuff 
Um, the Dark Knight Rises, it was good, but it's at 13 and it did the same exact thing as the Dark Knight, like it, or as the um what you just said about Guardians. The mm-hmm. Dark Knight was at 13. Or no, the Dark Knight's at 15 and the Dark Knight Rises at 13. So and the Dark Knight Part One, the first Dark Knight, that was a freaking Joker. amazing movie. Yeah, that was and like was an insanely the last good one. movie. Yeah. yeah. So it but it did the same exact thing where everybody went out. So then so then right. once again, using that same logic, Doctor Strange, the original, finished probably lower than Doctor Strange uh two. What's or multiple of madness or whatever. Yes, correct. Yeah. Doctor Strange one wow. is 37. So, Doctor Strange so two this, is this goes to show you why Marvel and Pixar and DC and all that make multiple movies of the same uh, IP because yeah. they know that the second and third and fourth one will be a huge hit, even if the first one is actually the best one. They know that they can crank it out. And and by the way, I'm not saying any of those are bad. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is good. I mean, all of them are good. But I, in a lot of cases, I like the original the best in almost every instance. I like the first Godfather better than two. I like, you know, I mean, maybe the Spider-Man movies are the only ones where I really, really like the sequels and more than the original. But almost every other one, I like the original the best. Well, I'll give some more shout outs for you. Uh, honorable mentions, we've got Venom and Venom Carnage, which is totally opposite of that whole theory you just said. Venom came in at 20. Well, wasn't that because that movie actually sucked? It's not that bad. You should rewatch it. It's actually really funny as hell. Rewatch. Here, I'll do an impression of it. And no one can understand what the hell he's saying. What do you mean nobody can understand what he's you saying? You can't understand Tom Hardy. It's a physical impossibility. See, I can understand him. He most passionately disagreed with you. He does disagree with me, and this okay. is true. But The last one, but not least, uh, which made the list, and I'm super surprised, at number 43. I'll give you a guess. It's not Marvel. It's not DC. It's not Warner. It's not Pixar. It's a movie about a superhero. And it's not any of those. No, nope. it's not like any of those major things. Nope. Uh, and he says it's not Pixar. So it's not like a huge actors in them though. Okay. It's not a cartoon. Nope. So it's not, it can't be Logan. It can't be, um, is it? Oh no. Superman's DC. So can't do Superman. Is it, um, is it like a superhero spoof movie? Like one of those like Suicide? No, Suicide Squad's DC. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a big star. Can you tell me, give me a hint that would narrow it down a little bit for me. The slap world around the world. Oh, oh so that would be Will Smith. And he was in the movie Hancock. There you go. Number 43. It came in at $624 million, dude. So Hancock did better than Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Ant-Man, you said. It did better than Iron Man 2, Ant-Man and Wasp, Logan, Iron Man, X-Men, Apocalypse, Whoa. Ant-Man, and Venom. Let That's go. insane. By the way, if I gave you a list right now, Chris, of just those bottom ones you named, uh-huh. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Ant-Man, X-Men, Apocalypse, Iron Man, Logan, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Iron Man 2, right? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And Hancock. Hancock would probably be the last one that you would pick off of that list, right? A hundred percent. Right. Okay. I just yeah. think that it, 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 the, like the Logan was actually made, an awesome. Logan was actually very good. I like. It was a really good movie. Yeah. No. Uh, Hancock made that much money, but it costs eight hundred million to make because of Will Smith and Charlize Theron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, well, that was fun. Hey. So I, even though I lost, I still think I nailed uh, quite a bit of them uh, overall. But that's uh, that's interesting. All right, and we came up with the new theory. So that's pretty much it for three, two, one. The pod. My name is Chris Donovan. Follow me on uh, that podcast or the social media stuff at uh, Chris underscore Donovan for most of them. Um, and you, what's yours again? Sinatra's what? My name is Sinatra's flat tire. 
at uh oh. i don't know no so uh sinatra rat pack on twitter and on instagram i'm sexy furry kitten number 12 and uh send me new i thought pics. that was your only fans <laughs> that's my only fans my only fans is damn those are some ugly feet uh at only fans and uh hey everybody uh please listen to listen to this which is my favorite podcast in the whole world not just because i'm in it and i wrote it and i found the songs and and came up with the concept no because it's actually a good show and i really hope everyone listens to it we're on season uh nine and we've uh, got a couple of episodes of season nine already out yeah the uh will come out every monday in the next episode that will be hitting your ear holes uh will be uh luck oh i bet you luck be a lady from frank sinatra uh, gets played i'm irish so i'm gonna go luck myself some whiskey all right <laughs> i'm gonna push this button thank you for listening to three two one the pod don't forget to subscribe rate and leave us a review see you soon <laughs>